Hello and welcome to the Christ Fellowship Weekly Podcast. At Christ Fellowship, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and His purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit ChristFellowship.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from Lead Pastor Jamie Miller. Good morning. It's good to see all your bright, smiling, shining faces. Uh, today's Life Group Sunday, I, I'm trying to put in a word with somebody to see if I can get one of those shirts. Those are cool. Um, also, I want to, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but we've got a whole bunch of these guys back over here. So I want to say welcome to the TCU Students College. Welcome back. All right. So um, just uh, this Wednesday night, just want to say this, you guys, Wednesday night, you're going to be back here. The college is going to be here at 730 and Ben's going to be speaking and worship will be happening and be a great night. Great kicking off this uh, this spring semester. So glad for the college to be back. If you would open your Bibles to Acts chapter 13, verse 36, Acts 13, verse 36, we're in a series right now called Welcome Home, and this is the third part of the series. In the first part, we talked about, you know, welcomed home to God's family, that God's pursuing us, that God wants a relationship with us, that he is inviting us to participate with him in his life. And that's a good thing. He's always, even as Micah was saying, he just, you know, we turn away and there he is again. He loves us. He wants a relationship with us. So that's great news. But then in the second week, we talked about how now that we've been welcomed into God's family, welcome home, there's all these other people around. So you're welcomed into God's family. And then you look around, you're like, whoa, there's all these people. And it's an opportunity to work through relationships of different kinds. Can I get a witness? You know, you walk a little time with some folks and you find out, hey, everybody doesn't do everything just exactly like me. And that provides an opportunity eventually to to be humble and to love one another and work things out to keep the unity that God's given us. So that's what we talked about last week. And then this week, it's God's people and God's mission. So to be a part of you know, the church is to be a part of the mission. And to be a part of Christ's fellowship is to be a part of... You know, we're a missional... I don't know if that's the right word, but we're, we're on mission together. And so I want to talk about that today. Who we are where we're going, what life is about here at Christ Fellowship. It's kind of a, a state of the church message, if you will. So Acts 13, verse 36 says, For when David served God's purpose in his generation, he fell asleep. That means he died. And he was buried with his fathers and his body decayed. Yes! Wow! Isn't that just awesome? So David served God's purpose and then he died. David served God's purpose in his generation. There was a time about 30 years ago when that verse just became boom. Like, that's what I wanted to do with my life. I was in my mid-20s and I just, I was like, that's what I want to do with my life. I want to serve God's purpose in my generation and then go to be with Him. And I think that's like a, you know, that's the way to live. Serving God's purpose and then, and then moving on down the road. And so that's the way we started the church. Years ago, we started with that heart. We want to serve God's purpose in Christ's fellowship in our generation and now it was generation. Now it's generations, you know, plural. There's a lot, a lot of generations here. And so we want to do that. We, I remember opening the Bible and just dreaming about why can't we see church life like this? You know, like let's live into this, all that stuff, all the power, the life, the love, the grace, the, just the things that God's doing, you know, and we want to see that stuff happen. So we looked there and we said, let's do it. We came up with this phrase that we wanted to be, capital B-E, we wanted to be 
the church of Jesus Christ in simplicity and power. In all of its power, we want to do, and still, that's still the dream. That's still our heart. We want to see that stuff happen. And so it's just built into just our heart as a church, the mission of God. So I'm, that's kind of where I'm adding to this Welcome Home series this week as we talked about welcomed in. We talked about relationships. Now we're going to talk about God's people and God's mission. That's who we are together. It's the heart of Christ's fellowship. It's, I think it's the heart of the New Testament church. And it's in God's heart. So turn over to John chapter 20. John 20, verse 21 to 23. John 20. So it's not just the DNA of Christ Fellowship or the New Testament church. It's the DNA of God Himself. And what I want us to see is this, you know, joining God on the mission of God, it's not a secondary thing. It's not a derivative thing. Thing. And oh, by the way, if you get around to it, you might join the mission of God. This is like out of the very heart of God. So listen, listen to what Jesus says. And again, Jesus, uh, again, Jesus said, peace be with you as the father has sent me as the father sent me. I am sending you. There it is right out of the heart of God, you know, and with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. So this is the very missional heart of God. I, there's a, a guy I read sometimes named Ross Hastings. He's a pastor and a scholar up in Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, which is a bummer if you had to live there. It's like one of the most beautiful places on earth, right? But he calls that the greatest commission. You know, at the end of each, you know, Matthew 28, there's a great commission. Go make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, Luke has a great commission. Acts has a great commission. You know, Mark has a great commission. But he calls this one in John the greatest commission of all because it's right out of the Trinitarian heart of God. As the Father sent me, I'm giving you, all of you, the same mission as Jesus. We get to join the mission of Jesus, which is right out of the heart of God from all eternity before creation ever happened. He predestined that we would be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ. Isn't that great? So we get to participate with Jesus who is sent by the Father and who sends the Spirit and He just welcomes us into His divine circle of love. And it's good news. It's what our broken hearts need to hear more than anything. It's what our broken, fragmented pieces need to hear more than anything. It's the truth. The love of God who's coming to get us. You know, in, in movements down through the centuries, there have been movements in Christian history that have caught a hold of this, that God has a mission and that we're joining Him. One of those movements, one of my kind of hero groups from the past is the Moravians. Anybody ever heard of the Moravians? Now, they were these guys in the 1700s and they did some stuff, they followed God, and they rocked the world. I mean, they, they just, they did it, they hit it. And so basically, it was a, a group of refugees from Bohemia that were being persecuted, come over into eastern Germany, and they stay at a guy's place who lets them stay on his land. His name's Count Ludwig von Zinzendorf. Okay, so Zinzendorf says, yeah, you can stay. And then, but he's so on fire for Jesus himself that he sees their devotion and they, they form a church. They form a community. He starts living there with them and they do work and stuff and they're like worshiping during the day. They've got 5 a.m. worship, 8.30 after breakfast. Then they've got one in the, 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 the late evening as well. And they wrote hundreds and hundreds of hymns. These guys were devoted to Jesus Christ. And they were also devoted 
to the church life itself. They, that's, they started life groups. They didn't call them life groups, but they had these bands. In fact, John, John Wesley came to visit them one time, and he said, if this could happen all over the world, it would be the glory of the Lord covering the earth as the waters cover the sea. If what was happening in Hernhut, Germany, could happen around the world. And one of the reasons I love it is because it's a church that eventually got into mission. They got into mission, just the church itself. So they end up, they're devoted to Jesus. They're devoted to the church. They're devoted to mission. And they end up sending out in the 1700s, half of all Protestant missionaries come from that one church. This is like awesome, you know, life-giving, multiplying, reproducing, Christ-manifesting church, but in the 1700s. And so... Uh, these, uh, I mean, they did. So they went to all of these different places. Uh, Leonard Dober and David Nitchman were their first two missionaries that went out in 1732. And I need to say this about 1727 first. When it all started, they had a prayer meeting. It was a communion time and a baptism time. And they said the Holy Spirit fell. There were some people at odds with each other and they came back together and the Holy Spirit, they didn't know how long, they couldn't even describe it. We can't put into words what happened. And they changed from that point on. They started a prayer meeting that uh, right after that that lasted for 100 years, 24 hours a day. And in that, in, the, in that 100 year pocket, they changed the world. So back to those two missionaries. They were the first ones to leave and they said they're getting on the boat and they were going to sell themselves into slavery in order to get to the West Indies onto this island. They get there, the governor wouldn't let them actually sell themselves into slavery. They got to still minister. There's churches all across the Caribbean, Moravian churches today because these guys did that. As they were waving goodbye to them on the ship, they said, may the Lord Jesus, may the Lamb receive the reward of His suffering. Just like, so exciting. And so, so I, you know, the way I'm thinking about this, devotion to Christ, devotion to the church, devotion to mission, it's kind of like the Moravian intersection is right there where those things overlap. That's kind of how I envision it in my mind. The Moravian intersection and all wrapped up in prayer. And I'm just saying, hey, why not do that again? I mean, that's who we are. That's what we're about. Let's have a, let's have a Moravian intersection or let's have a Christ Fellowship intersection in 2017. Right? So here's the main thing today. We are called to keep our eyes on Jesus and walk together as the people of God on the mission of God for the glory of God. And when I'm saying glory here, yes, it's about praise, but it's also stepping into the way things ought to be. Whatever that deepest longing in your heart for the way things should be, that's a great way of understanding glory. Just when it's just all just, we're in the zone. Wong. And it's the way it ought to be. Like you get a sense of it here in worship sometimes. It's just like glory to God is you know, like this is a thin place between heaven and earth. You know, but that's what glory is. And there's coming a day when the entire earth is going to be filled with that sense of this is the way it ought to be. It gets me excited, man. I just oh okay, but I'm gonna be calm. She goes, just be calm. You're, you're a little, in first service, I got a little ramped up. So I'm calm right now. Sort of. <laughs> okay, so first thing, a few markers on this journey of walking with Jesus, being the people of God on the mission of God for the glory of God. The first one is that we need to see where we are. So part of 
talking about you know, where we're at and where we're going, we've got to understand how we got here. Let's read Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8 through 11. Really, I could read any of the verses in the first three chapters because it's played such a huge role in my own life and development. But I'll read verses 8 through 11 of chapter 3. Although I'm less than the least of all God's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to His eternal purpose which He accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Okay, so there was a day when I was reading that, that passage and I mean, like my mind just got blown. Just poosh, because I realized I will never get to the end of this. That I can preach Jesus. I need another phrase besides the cows coming home. Somebody say something. Uh, I, forever. Yes, I can preach Jesus forever and I'm not going to get to the end of it. I don't even know what cows coming home means. It's like kind of weird. So I can preach Jesus. I can go for it. You know, and I'm, it's, it's always going to be what we need to be talking about. We need to be talking about the unsearchable riches of Christ and how that rich richness and how those riches get out is through the church to make plain to everyone how this administration, how this distribution happens. It's through us. We are the eternal purpose of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. We are putting on display God's wisdom to the heavenly realms and we are distributing Christ to the world around us. That's what we're about. That's how we got here. That's what we're still about. The vision hasn't changed. It's, I, I believe that with all my heart, soul, mind, being. I'm in. I'm absolutely in. And so the Lord gave us a vision for this reproducing church, sharing His life together. That our vision is to share and multiply the life of Christ in the church through new disciples, new life groups, new congregations to the glory of God and the joy of all peoples. And that we would walk out values, loving God, loving one another, loving those who don't know Christ. And these things shape us. They, they molded us. They've, they've, uh, they've had this huge effect in our lives over time that we would see living things, the life of God in us, multiply as individuals, as life groups, as congregations. You know, we've planted churches, we've made disciples, multiplied groups. We want to keep doing that stuff by God's grace and for His glory. That's what we're, our, that's what we're about, that we would be a life-giving multiplying, reproducing Christ-manifesting church that would touch this city, the nation, and the nations. That's what we're about. You know, we moved down here uh, a few years ago, 2002, to Fort Worth with a heart to be missionaries to this city. I mean, and that's part of that is that's the way we see church. We, we don't, it's not optional to like, maybe I'm going to join the mission, but God's people together to be in Christ is to be on His mission. As the Father sent me, I'm sending you. And when, when we get a hold of this thing, that in every vocation, every job, everything you do during the week, that you're on a mission, the devil does not want you to know that. But when you get that, watch out. Whether it's education, you know, whether it's business, computer stuff, we got a lot of medical folks, you know, just different ways we serve out, out and about through the city. And so, Man, this is powerful. When we came down here, 
We said we want to be missionaries to Fort Worth. The Lord gave us some powerful words. We saw one of them was this picture of Jesus rising up out of the city of Fort Worth and just being like gigantic and then fire shooting from this city to the nations of the world. We believe that this city is supposed to be an apostolic sending city to touch the nations of the earth. That's why we came. That's a big, those are big reasons in why we came. And, and so the Lord was speaking these things to develop a headquarters for a church planting movement, to build the base that would support the ongoing missional activity of this church. One of the final words that we got before we moved down here from Grapevine, we were in Grapevine at the time, and a guy named Barry Wedrit was uh, there. He's a church planter from Australia. And, uh, and he said during worship, he said, I've got to give this word. He said, during worship, I saw Jesus walking up and down the aisles and he was taking you in his right hand and shooting you like arrows to the nations of the world. Sorry if anybody's Australian. That was best best I could do. That sounded like Barry, maybe a little bit. But uh, Barry probably listened to this message. Sorry. But uh, I mean, there's all this stuff that the Lord was leading us because we were just we wanted to be a part of what he was doing. That's why we sacrifice. That's why we persevere. That's why we do the things we do. That's why we want to see people around us. That's why we want to speak words of encouragement and share Jesus with them. That's what it's about. It's why we do mission trips. That's why we try to learn a lifestyle of discipleship and seeing others and connecting all of life to the mission of God. And by God's grace, we're a part of a movement called Antioch. And we get to touch the nations of the world, not just us, but all of our sister churches around the U.S. and around the world. It's exciting. I mean, tens of thousands of people coming to the Lord. It's, it's absolute. We are in the middle of a move of God. And I mean like historical, like stuff people write biographies about. We're in the middle of all of that. I mean, I've read a lot of missionary biographies and there's awesome stories we've got that aren't written down yet. You know, that would be great books. So we're in the middle of something. It's a good season to be here. It's a good season to see what God's doing in our midst. And we know what hard ones are, so we know this is a good one. Seriously. You know, if you've lived a little bit of time, you kind of learn what hard seasons are and what good seasons are. Praise God. So we are, sorry, we are looking forward to 2017. Just excited about it. So here, let's transition on. That's, that's uh, you know, kind of how we got here. Now let's talk a little bit about what is God saying right now? What God is saying to us for this year? In the, and of course, we don't want to get away from what I just talked about, the riches of Christ and the distribution of the riches of Christ through the church. That This is the eternal purpose of God. And may you always, if you're here or not here, you move on to do something different or you go, you know, you're in college and you, you know, you're part of some, you know, some other city, whatever. But may you, everybody that can hear my voice, may you always be about what God is doing in and through the local church. It's just... Just this, I mean, be like the Moravians, you know, and that's 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 our heart here. That's what we want to be about. So what God's saying, stay with the words of Jesus as the father sent me, I'm sending you be my witnesses. And here's a few current prophetic words for us. One, I was with Joe Ewan a couple uh, months ago and uh, we were in a prayer time down in Waco and he said, Jamie, I just had a, a picture. I saw the word expansion written over the top of Christ fellowship. And he said, the Lord is bringing you. I really believe the Lord's bringing you into a season of expansion. We kind of knew some of that already, but it was a confirming thing. It's like that it was like, yes, Lord, that's that's what's happening with us right now. Another word he gave just a couple of weeks ago was like a wide river. When it narrows, things start to speed up a bit. 
You know, if you've got a wide, flat spot, but then it gets to a narrow spot, and it starts to speed up a bit. And that's kind of that's where we're at right now. That's the season of life that we're in. The third piece that he gave, and it was for the movement, but also he gave it specifically for us as a church, is that there is an open portal from heaven over us right now. So you think about this. We pray all the time for God, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so this open portal word, it's about it's about heaven being uh, us praying in. Lord, let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And and just getting that encouragement that, yeah, like God is wanting to release heaven on earth in and through us. Joe, I mean, he added this too. he said, if you he said he had told his church there in Banff, Scott, Scotland, where he's from, if you've never believed a word from a prophetic word from me, believe this one, because this is where we're at. And that it like encourage you know, the word does encourage and strengthen us when we hear words like that, you know, in the movement, in the broader movement, uh, Jimmy gave a, a, a or the senior leader of Antioch gave a word a couple weeks ago. Kind of the banner phrase for 2017 for us is Jesus, teach us to pray. You know, and that just it just resonates in my heart. I hope it does in yours. Jesus, teach us to pray. The whole message next week is going to be I'm going to be on that. Jesus, teach us to pray. Ben's going to do a follow up even the week after that. Just that we're in this flow that this is what we want to be about. That's what welcome home to CF means. Christ fellowship. We want to be all about that. So the elders also. We're waiting on the Lord a couple weeks ago. And there's a few specific things that we heard. One is salvations for 2017. We want to be very clear in the way we deliver the gospel and share the gospel. We want people to have opportunities to make clear decisions, to follow Jesus, to be baptized, to become disciples, to really follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so that's, that's a word for us. Spiritual gifts is another thing that we were seeing, sensing that the Lord was highlighting for us course we always want to be about spiritual gifts but we just feel like hey the lord's highlighting that for us this year we want everybody to be released and empowered to use spiritual gifts in a way that build up the body of christ that's what gifts are for they build up the church and we need it so just say we need it you know i, I need it you need it and uh, yeah right so we need that and then the then thirdly i also want to a uh, piece we were getting was about prophetic uh, words of encouragement for one another. And so turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1 and verse 3. In 1 Corinthians, Paul is talking about spiritual gifts building up the church in chapter 12. Then he breaks to talk about love. Then he continues talking about spiritual gifts. And so it's in the context of talking about love that he says in chapter 14, verse 1, Follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. And again, I want to, why would, why especially the gift of prophecy? Verse three, everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. Okay? So even though, you know, I don't know what everybody's background and tradition is, where you've come from, but Paul is like, this is not unclear. Eagerly desire spiritual gifts and especially the gift of prophecy because it builds up the church. It brings strengthening. It brings comfort. It brings encouragement. And I just, I said this last week. I want to say it again. I've got a big bullseye. I need encouragement. Anybody else need encouragement? And you know, it's just, it's pretty awesome 
when God uses somebody else to go, hey, I just wanted to pray a blessing over you. Or a, a scripture. Hey, I was just praying for you and I got this scripture. And it's just, that's, wow, it's like encouraging and it builds us up. And people want, people want this. I, I want it. And now, again, there's some prophetic etiquette here. You don't go up and say, the Lord says, you know, go marry somebody or go move somewhere. You know, it's, that's not it. It's just, hey, I think this, the Lord might be saying this. I just want to encourage you with this. And, and that will go a long way. It'll go a long I, I you know, uh, Joe, again, a couple weeks ago said he was tr- speaking at our training school at the Christ Fellowship Discipleship School. And he said, he said, if you 28, 29, every students said, if you students will go do this and go to Sunday morning ready to give words of encouragement. And he said, in three months, there won't be enough seats for people at Christ Fellowship. And I just want to just want to encourage you guys be just say, Lord, would you give me something of encouraging, strengthening, comforting for somebody? I mean, if you're uncomfortable saying it's a prophetic word, say, Lord, would you give me something encouraging for somebody? Kind of demystify that just a bit. Okay, so great. Um, now, where are we going? Where are we going? That's actually a piece of it right there. Where are we going? We want to continue to live in our basic vision and values as a church. We're not changing. Share and multiply the life of Christ in the church, the new disciples, new life groups, new congregations, the glory of God and the joy of all peoples. We want to love God, love one another, love those who don't know Christ. We want to be a life-giving, multiplying, reproducing, Christ-manifesting church, the glory of God. I should talk slower. But that's that. we want to impart that. We want to impart that at every level of the church. To CF kids, little guys, we want to impart being those kind of life-giving, reproducing disciples. In our youth, we want to impart that to be life-giving, reproducing disciples. In our college, we want to impart that to be life-giving, reproducing disciples. In our 20s, we want to impart that to be life-giving, reproducing disciples. In families, in singles, in every station of life in the church, we want to impart that. We want, that's who we are. Another thing where we're going is unity. Talked about this last week, but this is huge for us. I'm, I'm just seeing it more is that we would make every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. That we would be like the Moravians. That when the Holy Spirit's here, we turn toward one another. When there's been something that we need to work through, then let's forgive and love and bless and so that we can be what we're supposed to be. It's in that unity that Jesus prays, God, let them be one so that the world can see. They, they can see love. They can see us loving each other. You know, and not just unity here in the church, but also in the city. Um, there's a lot of things that are happening right now. I get to be a part. I'm on the advisory team for TarrantNet. And there's some great things that are coming in the city. Just the other night, Micah and several of us were at a unity prayer meeting. Several hundred people, different churches, uh, worship happening. I mean, presence of God, prayers being prayed. And it was just, it was awesome. And I, I texted the pastor who supplied the worship team for that, that time. And I was like, man, you guys, those guys were worshiping presence of God. And we were singing in the, just the body of Christ songs like we sing. It was just, everybody just boom, jumping in. It was, it was incredible. So encouraged. So also where we're at and where we're going is 2016 was a great year for us. A lot of things happened in 2016. A lot of growth. And we're expecting that moving into 2017. 
just with disciples and people coming to the Lord and people connecting to the church and people getting uh, involved in the mission of God that He's got for us to do. So here's some focus areas moving into 2017. One is we want to help people connect. And so we're reformatting Welcome to the Family, which is our membership class. We're taking it from one week and making it a three-week process. Starts on February February 5th. So that's just a couple of weeks. And just the idea is that we want to go a little more in depth you know, with who we are, what we're doing, how we do stuff, where we're going, help people to get handles so that the train, it, it's like it kind of slows down so that people can you know, hop on this train. That's what we're trying to do during Welcome to the Family is, is give some handles for people to understand what we're all about here at Christ Fellowship and to answer the questions that people are asking and so that we can point people to, yes, we are worshiping people. We are a disciple-making people. We are a life-giving, reproducing people. We, we want to be all about God's mission, the nations, and our own city right here in Fort Worth. So, second piece. More salvations. We want to see people know the Lord. Just straight up. That's why we're here. We want to, we want to see people know Jesus. We want to be clear. I want to be clearer even on Sunday. I want to just be, I am offering an invitation for you to receive Jesus right now. So expect more of that. Like it's just going to be clear, you know, and pray for me. Pray in, in life groups to be clear in our discipleship, in our witnessing and sharing around the city to be clear. A few more areas. I mentioned some of these prayer. We're going to keep talking about prayer. Spiritual gifts. Prophetic ministry, those, those kinds of things. Prophetic words of encouragement. Still another one. Focus area for this year is that the best, we want to figure out the best development for this campus, for this building. And if you're newer, you may not realize we actually own the entire strip center. So we own all of this. And we bought it back in 2012. And our tenants still more than pay for our mortgage. So we went from paying stuff, leasing, to not paying. I mean, we've got a note, but it was a great, it was a, uh, an awesome deal. <laughs> it was an awesome deal. And so we're just, we're trying, okay, we want to be good stewards of what God's given us. And so like any family, you know, you're looking ahead, the Chapitans, they're looking ahead, hey, what, what needs to happen out here six months or a year or five years? You know, and we want to do the same thing here at Christ Fellowship. It's a family and we want to, Lord, show us what to do in these different next pieces. We're not just thinking about, hey, Lord, what do we do in the summer? We're thinking three years, five years. How do we develop this thing? What, what do we need to do? And so the elders have committed to praying for 2017. Like we already started having prayer meetings. We're praying, Lord, would you show us what needs to happen? We need a word from you about what to do with this campus here. And so we're praying, Lord, show us, you know, what to do, how to, how to develop this thing, how to, how to move forward. And I also want to say, too, that if you're newer, you might go, well, that sounds like you're all about the building. But what you may not realize is we set up and tore down for 16 years straight every single Sunday. You know, we were mobile. It's not about the building, it's, it, but it does facilitate us, you know, walking out some of these words that the Lord gave us in moving down here to develop a headquarters for a church planting movement. Okay, that was one of the words. And to build the base so that you can support this ongoing sending and missions and stuff that's happening. One of the things we didn't realize was because we'd never had a building was how important it would be in the city for people to see that we had a footprint here. You know, that we're not just, you know, kind of 
just uh, you know house thing only. We're continuing to do the house thing, but we want to do the temple court thing as well. And so that's what we're about in all of that. Does that help? So those are some next next level things that we're working on in 2017. Also, Christ Fellowship Discipleship School is is another key piece of who we are as a church. And in addition to life-on-life discipleship, we have these schools, and we ask that everyone at some point in your journey with us at Christ Fellowship would go through the discipleship school. Kim and I have been leading that first time since 2001, 2002. We are leading this past year. It's been a blast. It really has been. And the Lord has put it on our hearts to lead it again this next year, 17, 18. We're excited about that. I'm looking forward because it's been so encouraging. Um, Lord willing, I think we'll hopefully get it handed off, you know, for that next year after that. But we're doing it this next year. Excited about that. Uh, missions is another area where we're just continuing to. I mean, we had a load of people go on short-term trips with Engage the Crisis and different mission trips that we had last year. And we are praying for a lot more. And I believe we'll have a lot more than that go out this next year. And so just, uh, you know, more than 100, you know, out of you know, our group will be, be awesome. Just adults going out on mission trips. So welcome home to Christ Fellowship. And I've said a bunch of things here about directional stuff and where, we're, where we see things going. But I want to just say this. We are in this because God loves us. We're joining His mission because God loves us. He loves you. He really loves you. And that's, that's what this whole thing is about. It's about the love of God. I mean, creation itself is about God's love. Him bringing us into His family. It's about God's love. He loves us. He loves the church. He loves those who don't know Him yet. And what would happen in 2017 if we could be a people that were engaged with Jesus in devotion and to His church and to His mission? What would that be like? It'd be like, you know, kind of like the Moravians. If we could live into that, that, that intersection again, you know, the Moravian intersection, the Christ fellowship intersection where Christ, the church and the mission overlap and live in that place covered in prayer, what would God do through us? I just, again, that phrase about glory, the people of God on the mission of God for the glory of God, that's like us living into the way it ought to be. Life as it should be. Kingdom. Heaven coming to earth as it should be. And you know what? It's not boring. Anybody tell you this deal is boring? It's not boring. It is not boring. And it's not easy. I'm not even telling you. It's, it, it's not easy. It's not just dancing through the, the field you know, and plucking a few daisies along the... There's more to it than that. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you have to persevere. Sometimes you have to forgive and you know, get stood back up again or get propped back up by somebody else so that you can get going again. But this is the journey. It's wonderful. It's inc- I had somebody ask me this past week, how have you stayed so passionate about the church for all these years? And just as I was talking, I realized I believe this. Like I really believe it. I believe that the church is the place, the only place where you can get the fullness of Christ. He's head over all things for His church, which is His body, the fullness of Him who fills everything in every way. And the church is the eternal purpose of God. I always want to be connected. My life, whatever my job is, I want to be connected to what God's doing in and through the church. I believe it. I believe that the church is the bride of Christ. 
that he's preparing a bride that's going to be ready to love him with sold out, radical, zealous, on fire, fire of love, love. That kind of love. You know, I believe that the church is the body of Christ. We're the neck down. I believe that the church is the army of God, the building of God, the place that withstands the the attacks and the onslaught of the enemy. But where God can go, those are my people right there. Not just the universal, ethereal, I'm a part of the church, but that I'm life on life with people. People know me. People know I'm a mess sometimes and I do I make blunders and I don't say things right and I have to go back and repent. And yet we're in relationship. We're life on life together. And that God can always say in Fort Worth, man, those are my people. That's my testimony. That's the testimony of Jesus right there, that we would be that. I mean, may this be the most awesome year ever on the mission of God, walking together as the people of God, the mission of God for the glory of God. Amen. Lord, do it. So stand up. Stand up. And uh, worship team's coming. Ministry team's coming. Lord, just so thankful, God. Thankful we get to do this. Get to do it together. I want to just say, again, I want to be clear. Three invitations this morning. And the first one is to know Jesus Christ. If you've not clearly made a decision to follow Jesus, you can come get prayer right now. We'll, we'll help you take some next steps. You, you want to be baptized. You want to commit to being a disciple of Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage you to start that journey by just, by just saying yes and coming and getting prayer, praying with someone that you came with. That's how it starts. The second piece is that I've, as I've talked today, if there's something in your heart and you're going, yes, Lord, yes, I want to be a part of this. I want to be a part of what you're doing in and through the church seeing your kingdom and your reign come, that yes is in your heart, then you may want to get prayer. Just say, Lord, yes, I'm going to put a stake in the ground right now. And you, the front will probably fill up, but, but get prayer from somebody. Just commit to, hey, let's pray together about this. We want to be a part of this. And then the third thing is just invitation is if you have any need at all, just you're coming in, you're heavy, there's a prayer concern, please don't leave without getting prayer. This can be the most important few minutes of anything we've done this morning is God's power to answer prayer. So let's press in together. Let's go for it. Make this the best year ever. Be bold. Father, meet us today as we sing and worship in Jesus' name. Meet us, Lord. Yeah. Be bold. Go for it.